0: You're listening to the Christian Humanist Radio Network, christianhumanist.org. This is the sectarian review podcast, a proud member of the Christian Humanist Radio Network. We discuss culture, history, art, politics, and religion in order to better understand the systems and institutions that cloud our vision of this life keep up with the conversation and add to it by liking our facebook page following us on twitter and visiting our website at sectarianreviewpodcast.com also if you like the show don't forget to leave a nice rating and review at itunes and if you ever get the urge to join in for an episode or two contact us with your ideas listeners make the best contributors now for the show Hi, everybody. Danny Anderson here from the Sectarian Review Podcast. Thanks for downloading another episode. Today, I have a really special episode with another podcaster from the Let God Die podcast. I got a chance to sit down and talk to Josh Mosug and Calvin Holloway about what they do. Uh, And I think you'll find it an interesting discussion. And hopefully, you'll be as sort of moved as I am by listening to these guys talk about why they do what they do. Please enjoy. Well, guys, thanks for joining me today. Um, I got a this little background. We were introduced by Chris Bernstorff, who was a, a guest early on on this show um, about a year ago. I think I uh, I interviewed him, and uh, and he sort of put us together as fellow podcasters and and people interested in similar things. And so I'm really grateful for Chris. Uh, the name of your project, your your show, and the website and the videos you produce is called "Let God Die," uh, and that, and. To look at it, it's very important. God is with a small g and inside of a box, and I think that there's a uh, a symbolic uh, meaning there. Um, uh, that's an inflammatory name, though. What is that show and project all about for you guys? Uh,
1: can, can I give you a little bit of the background behind it? Is yeah. that cool? Um, so, like, there's a long version. I'll keep it kind of maybe to the medium or so. Um, so, way back in the day, like, I uh, worked at Taco Bell. It was a wonderful experience. Loved the food. Um, but I had coworkers from time to time just like ask, Hey, are you a Christian? Um, and I would say yes. And that was that. Um, there was a point in time that I realized that like the conversations always just like ended there. Um, and I would have said at that point in time that like most of my coworkers were anti Jesus, anti God. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess. That was true at the time. Um, but I, I started to, like, have a change of perception where um, I recognized that, like, they're not really rejecting, like, God, but they're rejecting their current understanding of him. Um, so I started answering that question a lot differently, where instead of saying just yes, I would just say, like, well, what what is a Christian anyway? Um, and kind of just asking them, like, what, what does it mean to follow Jesus in the first place? Um, and typically they would respond with, uh, you go to church, you try to be a good person. You don't party. You don't cuss. Like, I don't know. Um, so that usually turned into a conversation. So, uh, instead of just a yes and then all of their preconceived notions of what a Christian was being attributed to me, um, I was able to kind of get a conversation going and actually like challenge some of their perspectives. Um, now on the flip side of the coin, uh, I went through a period of time, and I guess it has continued since then, but um, where I realized that I was following God with a lot of like expectations of what it meant to follow him, a lot of expectations of what my life would look like and um, really saw that a lot of my life didn't fit those expectations. Um, so like I, I really believe that I had experienced, the God of the Bible, um, that I experienced Jesus in a real way that I couldn't just write off. But at the same time, a lot of, uh, what I believed about the God of the Bible didn't match my experiences of him. So, um, really just as much as I could, I dove in, um, just kind of with a a clean slate as much as I could, just with a continual prayer. Like, all right, God, like tear down the whole house, like, um, anything that I'm believing falsely, Um, Even if it's just like a subtle misunderstanding, like I want to lay that out on the table for you to just destroy and demolish um, so I can experience like who you really are. Um, And through that, I mean, that was a terrifying experience uh, because I just realized that most of what I had constructed in my head as far as like who God was, um, was really based on cultural um, beliefs, uh, based on things that fit nicely onto a bumper sticker, uh, or t-shirts, um, things that made me feel really good about myself or about God. Um, but really looking back, it's kind of interesting. Cause I had this like idealistic view of God, um, that, that did like, you know, make me feel good. Um, but at the same time, like I was living in a lot of fear and I guess kind of paranoia, um, because i had such a twisted view of god on the other end so it was like i had li- like this ideal god that you know if you think something really positive of your ideal version of god like he must be that way but at the same time i was really hard on myself and didn't see myself you know through through his eyes as far as being forgiven and accepted um mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a weird dichotomy where instead of kind of having I don't know, like purely idealistic view that made me feel great. It was kind of like both sides of the spectrum. Um, where when I really, uh, grew through that, that time period, um, really experienced like a lot of freedom in my walk with God that I never did before. And not freedom to do whatever the heck I wanted to, but, you know, like the freedom to actually function, um, in the way that he's called me to function. Um, yeah. I guess that's the best way I can really describe it. Um, it was just kind of like just, just really understanding more what it's about, and that's been a continuing process since then. Um, as far as the podcast, how that developed, uh, we were just a video ministry for a while there, um, but those were made um, just really whenever we had the time and then I wanted to make it more of a regular thing um, partially just to stay motivated and because I love sharing stories of God at work um, and just addressing misunderstandings. I guess I've always kind of had that in me, like since being a, a young teen, I'm just like wanting to hear stories of of God at work. Um, and at the time I compared my own story to other people's stories, like loved hearing compelling stories, But um, but now I'm more so just like realize that God interacts with so many people in so many different ways. Um, just, uh, transforms lives in so many unique ways. Um, and I, I don't know, I just love to help people get those stories out there. Yeah. How's Calvin fit into this? So Calvin, um, he (laughs) was part of like hosting, well, I was like hosting house shows at my place. So Chris Bernstorff who introduced us, Danny, um, he like came to my house and performed quite a few times um, and I had shows probably about monthly or so um, but Kelvin was a guy that just like started coming and I had known him a little bit before that um, but uh, he was like one of those guys that always felt like partnered up with me in ministry even though at the time like it wasn't something that like I asked of him he just was very pre yeah he was very present with people. I knew that any anytime someone walked in into my house, like Calvin was going to treat them well and love them. Um, so yeah. I just have a whole lot of respect for him and asked him to be a part of it. And I'll let you go from there, Cal.
2: Love you too, brother. But yeah, um, I guess coming around towards uh, Metro, because I came from an inner city Baptist church. Um, coming out towards Metro, I had a chance to meet him through friends at a college ministry that we have at our church. That is called uh, Unite Down River. But um, through that friend group, I also became, like, a fan of, like, music, poetry, things like that. And that's, that's how I met Josh. And um, we became bros, like, very quick through, like, a series of conversations and road trips. Just, like, nice long talks and getting to know each other's hearts and, like, where we are with God. And one of the things that, like, really drew me to, like, hanging out with Josh is the fact that, like, as an early Christian, I struggled a lot with a lot of fears and, like, a lot of, um I had, like, a lot of insecurities on me. And I was very, very, like, church-cultured, mm. which was, like, religious. I had a very religious spirit on me. And, like, he worked with me through all of that, like, coming in, because there was a lot of fears that I had. But um, just loved me where I was in, like, the most pure and, like, selfless way I could ever explain, honestly. And, like, that's really what solidified our friendship. And as God began growing both of us to be even deeper bros, like, he brought people around. And that's kind of... The culmination of that,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I felt I felt like asking Calvin to be a part of the podcast just really made sense, <laughs> um, just because it was like such a, an organic, I, I guess, yeah, partnering it with ministry, um, uh, like before before the podcast, um, and just being a solid friend who was there through a lot of rough times. So, so yeah, it's it's cool just to like see things naturally take shape like that
0: yeah that's awesome and you guys have a good rapport like obviously i mean obviously you're friends and so but that comes across on the shows that you do um if, if to my audience listening now uh, you really should check this podcast out there's some beautiful stories i think one of the uh, i always wonder about why i do what i do podcasting um and what i do is not necessarily storytelling but that is one of the things that this medium is really good at conveying as individual mm. stories, and and that's what I like about when I, what I like about your show when I listen to it is the the powerful stories that you guys I don't know where you find the folks <laughs> that you find or how how they come into your your uh, your awareness, but there's some just amazing um, stories that are being told there, and, and and they're really well worth your time, and the way you guys. Um, work together to draw those stories out of your guests is really cool and, and I think that it 's a um a, a sign of your you know friendship and, and kind of common uh theological position i, I think that that's uh um, that 's apparent uh, to me as I listen to the show so i um, gotta throw some banter in there here yeah and there yeah too. absolutely right <laughs> absolutely um and so what are some of the the challenges for you in I mean, not the logistical things. I know, like, it's always hard to find an audience and all that sort of thing. But you're listening to some pretty kind of difficult material, like, sometimes, right? So what is, like, challenging to you personally about doing the podcast, each one of you?
1: You want to start, Cal?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I guess, for me, like, listening to some stories, it becomes kind of hard being the fact that, like, you know, you get to see – it's like a it's like a joy and also like uh it's like a joy and also like a feeling of like just compassion deep compassion because there are people who we have done podcast interviews with that have just been through just the worst of situations that I mm-hmm. honestly would not wish on my worst enemy and like you take in a lot of the story and like because you love this person you become th- you begin to feel the pain that they feel through them telling the testimony, and sometimes it does get emotional and sometimes it gets kind of hard to even talk. And there have been times in the podcast that even when we're not recording, like, there'll be awkward silences where we're just like, gosh, man, like, huh. But um, prayerfully, like, one of the things that has helped me personally through that is understanding, like, you know, when a person is telling you about their past and who they used to be, they're no longer that person because of Christ. And the cool thing is, like, it shows how mighty his hand is to deliver someone through, like, even the darkest of situations. So that's like the plus side of that, like seeing how dark life can be, but also how much more real God is in that darkness. Yeah. And I guess you already know it's a happy ending Uh, by the
0: time time you're talking to him, right? So yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I get that too. I don't know, like listening to some of those interviews, I I don't know what to say to people when sometimes, this is a personal failing of mine, when someone comes up to me and is pouring their heart out sometimes I i don't even know what the right response is like should i say anything right now or just stare at them uh and so like listening to some of the stories you guys listen to uh i i just uh, i think it's a it's it'll be a real challenge for me and i'm i guess i'm glad to hear it is for you too uh,
1: um josh um I, yeah i was just, just thinking like yeah it's one of those things where i mean we don't know what to say like you know most of the time um but i think it's just you know just being present, um, and just listening to people's hearts. Uh, and I mean like that's one thing that Calvin's modeled for, for me big time, like for myself and just like people that we've known, I felt like he's always done a great job just like listening and being slow to speak, you know, um, and not saying bull crap, you know, when it's not necessary. i um, not trying to give people uh, palatable responses, um, but just, yeah when something sucks like man that sucks you know like um instead of like trying to over spiritualize things um or at the same time being sensitive to to times when there are opportunities um as far as like challenges um i think being sensitive in those times um because sometimes there are questions that like i want to ask about someone's story that i'm like man like i want to ask this the right way i don't want them to ha- to take it the wrong way you know that can be difficult um but uh i think more than anything is i had a thought I totally lost it I'm trying to remember what i'm thinking about uh just like right that's now. my biggest challenge actually yeah is i always <laughs> um I, I i think one thing too is like just being very hyper aware that these are people's actual lives. You know, they're not just stories. Um, and, uh, along with that, that like, we're all on this road, right? Like we're all on this, on this journey. Um, and you know, like I I would love to think that every guest that we've had on like has had, I don't know if like closure is, is a, is the right term or the right thing, but like has come to a point of, of like healthy, like understanding or a, a point of healing, um, of surrender with their story. So sometimes that's kind of tough to navigate cause I, you know, I don't want to have someone on and then just be like, you know, <laughs> blast them with like, yeah, it's really evident to me that you haven't really like gotten over the or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, j- just trying to like navigate that stuff, uh, sensitively and wisely, um, in a way that we can maybe bring out those discussions without, going right to the source um cuz i you know i wouldn't want to do that to somebody when it's in this medium that you know with the knowledge that it's going to be heard by people um you know uh maybe on in a one-on-one conversation some of those some of those routes would be doable um but uh but yeah just trying to be sensitive to that
0: yeah one thing you said there that really resonates with me is the idea of story being really powerful But also, um, it's not the person themselves, right? There's a person behind that story, and I was just I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday. Um, I feel like in certain um, ways, our society we love stories. Like we just we build our lives around these kind of stories we tell ourselves, And, and we build our politics around stories that we construct about other people. And so, other people's stories are really powerful to us. And I think that causes us to use them in a way that's not necessarily beneficial to the person that the story is actually about right uh, and, and I feel like I, I'm speaking very abstractly here but we can take a story about a person and use it to kind of dehumanize the person a little bit right and, and so uh, and I think that that is one. it's got to be one of the challenges of the the kind of uh, show that you have is to recognize that this is an actual person. Their story is reflective of that person, but it's also a small part of that person, right? And and, and you, keeping that in mind is a really tricky balance. Um, and I'm... Uh, I don't know whether this is appropriate or not, but uh, last summer, the network sent me to uh, the Wild Goose Festival in uh, North Carolina, which is a kind of a... I don't know if you've never heard of it. It's kind of like camp meeting... <laughs> no. It's like camp meeting for hippie Christians, like hippie lefty Christians. I, I, I don't know how to uh, describe it for the any any more than that. But their theme was story, right? And so we'd hear all these stories uh, all day long in every performance. And and sometimes I felt like they were, there was a falseness to them because they were stories, right? They were true stories, but even in their truth. They kind of covered up something and and, and and sort of cheapened the person behind the stories and so I, I think that that's one thing that we need to wrestle with as a culture is the limitations of stories too and I'm, I'm your awareness of that I think is why your show is so powerful I think I think that you 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 deal with that in a very ethical way I don't even know if any of that made any sense maybe I shouldn't have wrote uh, that out.
1: I'll probably edit that no, out. I no mean, <laughs> I mean I, I mean I mean I hope that's the case you know like uh I mean I don't know. I I think of, have you read any of uh, Chuck Palahniuk's books? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, Like, have you read Survivor? Uh, No. Uh, A friend of mine just was telling me about it, though. Okay. I I think of that quite often. Um, I don't remember all the details of the book, but it's essentially like a guy survives some crazy thing, and he's kind of, like, touted as the, the poster child for this, I think, religious sect or whatever. Um, where his story becomes like such a huge thing that he's kind of like, I don't know, like he's still a guy who's going in his day to day, but he's just like hailed as this great survivor of whatever it was um, that happened. But, um, yeah, I try to keep that in mind, you know, a lot of the time, just like, yeah, not to make people like what their story is, you know, but just remember that, yeah, they're, they're a person who goes through their day to day and.
0: Um, so one thing that you guys are so like sweet, you're, you're very, <laughs> you're much nicer than I am. Right. And so, um, <laughs> you're like on your website, you talk about, this is not against anything. You're very kind of positive, uh, in your thinking. You're not uh negative in your thinking. You're not attacking. You're just sort of, uh, exploring. And, and I really appreciate that about your show. Um, but I do think it's, uh, I, I, I guess you're on my show, and I, <laughs> maybe you can uh, 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 maybe speak with a little bit of specificity. So, what is it? Are you talking largely about kind of evangelical Christian culture uh, when you're talking about our conceptions of God? And, and what are the specific things that we do <laughs> that you think put God into this box and, and create this kind of false God that we're all following? So I'm giving you permission to be specific and mean mm-hmm. if it's necessary. So.
1: Trying to think. Um, yeah, I don't know that it, it comes from any specific angle. Um, I think obviously it comes from a personal point of view um, mm-hmm. for myself. Um, so we usually have guests on and we approach, you know, like things from the the point of view of their story Um there are a lot of things that I personally think about um, that it kind of like plays into the episodes um, kind of as discussion goes. Okay. Um, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, my upbringing like in the Pentecostal church. Okay. Um, and that's the thing. Like I think that there are things that in any denomination that you grow up in in any uh, point of view, you're going to have similar things. Um, but it is kind of interesting because I've met a lot of people who have come from like the same background as far as church goes that have had to, I guess you could say unlearn a lot of similar things. Um, And uh, I think like for myself, just like not being very expressive as a kid um, and being like very quiet and very, very shy. um, There was always a lot of pressure and just kind of like expectation as far as like, I don't know, to be, outward um to be very um like like as as though like evangelism like speaking was just a thing that everyone who actually has a relationship with god is good at okay and if you're not good at that like something's wrong with you um i guess similar like in the mode of worship like i was just always a very like chill like like to sit in my seat and like worship god um where it, it, it was just like my perception, at least, that the quote-unquote good Christian boys and girls, you know, were more vocal, um, more emotional. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean that, yeah, that's not necessarily like a misunderstanding, but I guess that's kind of the perspective that I come from in that regard, It's just like uh, some of that does play into some of the episodes. Um. Yeah, it, it's like a, a
0: personality
1: type that uh, the culture favors,
0: like extroverted, sort of very kind of yeah. enthusiastic people. Uh, and I'm I'm totally right there with you. I was always the quiet person, even as a little kid, I remembered when they did the little father Abraham songs where there was motions, I would just kind of stand there with a grumpy look on my face with my arms crossed. Right? Yeah. Like I always hated it. And, and, and yet I felt like I wasn't a good Christian then maybe because of yeah. that. Um, and so I totally get what you're saying there.
1: Can, can I add a little bit to that? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. Cause, um, I think that part of my life, I mean, I'm sure I still do it in some ways, you know, like, uh, would almost like justify things that I did because of my personality or just be like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I'm not, that's not my personality, you know, mm-hmm. or like, I'm not expressive like that. So that's not me. Um, where I think is some, some of the time that is totally the case. Um, but other times that can become an excuse. Um, I recently I was at a wedding and I, I feel like every wedding that I've ever been to every a like dance I've ever been to, there are always people that are like, come dance, like dragging, (laughs) dragging me onto the floor. Um, and I, I, I've always had a certain degree of strong stubbornness, um, in, 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 with, with some things. Um, but, uh, I think especially like when I feel like I'm being coerced or like pushed to do something, like Mm. if, if anything, I feel like peer pressure doesn't draw me in. If anything, it makes me push back for, like even harder. Yeah. Um, even when even when it can be good things, um, uh, depending. Um, but yeah. So like at this wedding, uh, I I wasn't really experiencing that. Like people weren't pushing me and like trying to drag me onto the floor. But they were just like having a great time. Um, and for like I just wanted to join in. Um, and like someone did say like Hey, you want to come uh, come out here?" Um, and I was just like, yeah, you know, like, sure. <laughs> um, and it might be like a very simple and stupid analogy, but to me, I, it just like really set in that, like, man, that's how a lot of like, uh, that's in some ways, like what a relationship with God is like, what evangelism maybe should be for, yeah. for some of us. Um, instead of trying to force people into, you know, the dance with Jesus, um, Inviting them in and living it, you know, so like not living it for them to see, but just living it, just walking with Jesus. And when they see like, oh, he believes what he says he believes, like he's not just doing that for song and dance, you know, like he's actually walking with Jesus right now. Um, I I, I mean, I think that's really compelling, just like when we invite people into that story um, and we're living it out. And not yeah. just to be seen by others. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like um, the last night of camp altar call sort of uh, pressure that <laughs> that, uh, that is put on uh, young people. I remember yeah. uh, as not necessarily as effective as a more kind of just lived life experience and letting nature take its course in that way. So, um, Calvin, yeah. what about you? Uh, the original question being, what are some specific things that you see? in our culture that puts god in these sort of false boxes
2: i guess uh for me as it ties into like i guess my personal story um i was always kind of raised that god forgives everything and almost to the point where it was it was definitely to like the detriment of his character where like it was more grace than it was justice so Mm. me being Uh, 11-year-old kid growing up in Sunday school just saying like, well, as long as you ask for forgiveness, you'll be forgiven of anything. You'll go to heaven. I ran with that for almost 11 years. (laughs) 11, 12 years. it, (laughs) it, It was just people telling me that, but not really explaining what grace actually was and the fact that it's meant to actually make me, enable me to live like Christ, not just reason for me to sin and get away with it. So, for me, like, that was a really hard thing to relearn when I came back to Christ, understanding that there is a side of him that that demands, like, judgment for his love's sake. So, like, for me, I got convicted hearing a guy preach about Matthew 8, uh, Luke 18, the passage about watchfulness, and that hit right, me like right. a ton of bricks. And I'm like, I've never met this Jesus before, but this guy sounds like he's in charge. My life is totally flipped if this is the real God, and I know nothing about him, so I'm utterly screwed. So mm-hmm. for me, culturally, I feel like people have taken the idea and the characteristic of grace and mercy that are naturally belonging to God and using them for their own like benefit, not knowing that that's meant to draw our hearts closer to Christ. And instead, it's taking people further and further away, which people see grace as cheap now rather than like just because it was cheap doesn't mean it was, it's easy. Or, like, you know, is it is not valuable. So it's a devaluing, I guess I could say, of the grace of God.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, I mean, I, on one end of the spectrum, I, I guess the experience I had was the boxed-up God was tied up with, like, legalism and just sort of rights and wrongs and do's and don'ts, and, and which isn't a true image of God. But you're bringing this other perspective about this sort of uh, – libertinism uh, that uh, you were experiencing and what a great um, like perspective to bring to these questions. Right. So, because I mean I think that's a complication to certainly a worldview like mine. Um, that That's really interesting. So um, it's, it, I think ahead.
1: it's interesting, like, uh, I mean, anytime we draw a line in the sand, um, like on either side of the spectrum, I mean, just like, yeah, with your examples, like being on opposite sides where it's, you know, the correct is not either extreme but more having I guess you could say a balanced view in that regard but um I think another thing this is one thing that came to mind as Calvin was talking um there's such an emphasis on heaven and what happens after you die like in my upbringing I mean like such an overemphasis that there wasn't much talk about the fact that like eternity with God you know walking with God starts now right um, and that's another one of those things where most people fall on either of the two extremes, where they mm. are so focused on the here and now that, like, there isn't really this hope um, for for eternity. Um, or, or it's just about, like, making the world a better place, but not actually... So it becomes, like, humanitarianism, like, strictly. Um, but, like, you know, really, I feel like you're not leading them closer to Jesus. You're just making them happier temporarily um, or the opposite end of the extreme where you, where you neglect that entirely. Um, so yeah. I, I think just kind of like both of those sides being very strong in our culture. Yeah. And in any,
0: and in any case you guys are against kind of programmatic, Approaches to Christianity. There's not like a method. There's not a, a procedure that equals Christianity at the other end of that equation. Like do X, Y, and Z and boom, bingo, Christian. Uh, and so yeah. that's sort of, I think, the the box that you're talking about isn't any one kind of uh, program, but it's any kind of program that limits the, that limits God is what you're sort of trying to overcome through these stories that you're telling uh, uh that mm-hmm. you' that you're conveying what, what, yeah and and that it's really beautiful in that way yeah mm-hmm. um what are some highlights for you guys uh of your show what are some like memorable episodes what are some like uh stories of your own calvin you want to start
2: oh man um <laughs> well like we do so many like amazing amazing testimonies and like you ultimately can't like. Take one testimony and weigh it against another to say, like, well, this one's super interesting and this one, uh, not so much. Like, each one is a personal working where the Father's hand is in a person's life on a very tangible level. So, like, with that being said, um, there are particular stories where, like, God speaks directly to me, like, through someone else's, like, story. And um, the one in particular kind of just brings to mind was uh, Kashif's, not for any particular reason, like, but I know I feel like his story of growing up like ultra Jewish <laughs> to like <laughs> Wiccan to like Satanist to Christian, yeah. which yeah. is like all four like main points are like all the, all these different ideologies. But him landing on Christ and that being the one that he's solidified in, like for me, that's like a very high point because the things that he was saying in that podcast, if you guys have a chance to listen to it. Or just, like, very real, where he was at the time. But also, like, the amount of darkness and the amount of, like, just trial that he's been through in his life, I guess you could say. Like, God showed himself through individual people he didn't even know was watching over him or praying for him, which for me was super eye-opening. Like, you never really know who's in your corner. And then God revealed to him after, like, he got saved that it was, like, a teacher, a police officer... Um, a judge in a courtroom, like yeah. all together praying, interceding for him for different things that he experienced personally that they were so praying crazy. for, and I was like, "Dude, that is nasty! Like that is the coolest thing ever." So, like watching God's hand moving that way was definitely pretty mind blowing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, do, when you listen to a, a guy talk like that or uh, tell that story, are so what is it uh, is you? A tr- you can't apply that to your own life. Like, I when I listened to that one. That was the first one I listened to from your, your show, actually. Uh, I There's no way I could apply that and, like, relate to anything he was going through personally, yeah. right? And yet, oh, wow. it was still, like, it it moved me in such a way. So how does that, like, impact you? Like, what why was it, why, what was it about it, his story that spoke to you personally, kind of? Like, how was it applicable to your own experience in such a way that it was memorable for you
2: i uh, think it was a fact that <laughs> god's not afraid of us that kind of spoke to me the most about that and it confirmed that though because i've always believed that but through because yeah, yeah. life i was personally able to see that work itself out where it was like things that most christians would even be like okay i'm not going to engage this person i'm not going to talk to this person at all The Lord was not only, like, not afraid of Kashif, but he came to him in the midst of all of it and, like, gave him a choice and presented life to him. And, like, this is the God that we serve. Like, we serve a God of mercy, and he revealed himself to me in that way through Kashif's story. So that was encouraging to me to know that even if I'm, like, going out to tell people, like, about Jesus, like, I have that to back me. Like, God is not afraid. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Like that's yeah, my passage yeah. that I lean on. It shows through Kashif's life.
0: Yeah. that That's a good example of like blowing up the box. Right. I mean, if, if, if the, the God that, you know, enters into that life is, is not one that we can even conceive of uh, <laughs> beforehand. Right. And so, yeah, that that's, that's absolutely
1: true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Josh? What are some a highlight for you? Or a... I had to kind of like look through the list of episodes to kind of remember. Um, I think that one of the more random ones was there. So episode 44 with a guy named Evan Coons. Um, he was in a video series called for the life of the world. Um, during the whole entire episode, he had like sound effects going off in the background and whatnot. Um, <laughs> relating to a future video series that he's going to do. Um, he didn't really, he didn't really give, give us any details about it. So I still don't know what the heck was going on. Um, so, th- so that was kind of hysterical to, to record and to edit. Um, but I th- I think one of my favorite ones, uh, had to be like, uh, number 17. It's, uh, this guy named Adam Kaufman. Um, he just has a really wild and dynamic story. Um, uh, where he was like obsessed with, with, uh, suicide as a kid. I mean, it actually, uh, planned on killing himself at one point in time, but, uh, a friend like ripped him off train tracks at the last minute um mm. and God just really spoke to him um through that time and uh he was just saying like there was a point in time that God just like opened his eyes and like redefined everything in his past where like all these moments of complete emptiness and uh loneliness like i don't know God just like changed those moments for him to like he like looked back on those same exact moments like knowing that he was like god was there and holding him and carrying him through um which i yeah i think it's like one thing to to like realize that like oh yeah god really pulled me through but just to like almost like have a change of memory um Mm. where like you look back on those things instead of like with with pain like looking back on them with fondness because you know that he was there um that that one's always stood with me um i th- i think really i've always loved like introducing people to to new music or to new movies or to random stories um so uh i love the the episodes with i mean for lack of a different term just like random people that yeah. like you know don't have anything they're promoting they don't have a band they don't have a book they don't have a ministry. They're just people that, uh, that we respect a lot. Um, and we just wanted to have them on because either they had a very unique perspective. Um, and, uh, they just have like a different vantage point of seeing the world or, uh, or, you know, they're just random, random person that we respect and we just love their heart. So yeah, I think those have been kind of the coolest ones to me is just like, exposing other people to these random people that they never would have heard from otherwise
0: yeah two things are like going through my mind as i'm listening to you guys talk one is i feel like our the formats of our shows are totally different right mine is much more kind of yeah. I, I really don't want it to be an academic podcast but it goes that way sometimes i mean many of the people i talk to are academics uh and so it's very intellectual and you're oh, <laughs> yeah you're very emotional <laughs> and storytelling right and yet, I would say that the goal that the each show has is very similar in that you want to kind of screw up preconceived notions that people bring to you know, their walk with God, their life of faith, right, and, and, and by complicating it with a story that just blows their mind, uh, you know what I'm saying, that that, that um, challenges preconceived notions that we have about how God works and, and the limits of his power and grace or whatnot, uh, and, and I, I mean, I kind of feel like that's what I try to do on a different level, but it, it, it's a totally different approach at the same kind of goal, and I, I think that that's kind of cool. Um mm-hmm. The second thing that occurs to me is what you the stories you guys tell are totally not a pure flicks, Kirk Cameron, uh, cheap little Christian movie stories, right? The stories. that oh, you Oh man, guys we
1: need to change our approach. That's
0: that's our goal, <laughs> Danny. No way, no way. Yeah, that's the. That, I mean, that I think the we the show that we did uh, or last year about those terrible movies um I, I think the problem the thing that makes them terrible is they don't bring with them the complicated qualities the complicated human experiences that your guests and their stories bring and, and i think that's what those movies are lacking uh and, and i think that's a great gap for your show that it's filling in i, I think that that's uh, as i'm talking to you it's just occurring to me like wow what a much better movie this would make than Kurt Sam- Cameron saves Christmas or, or whatever, you know? And, and so, um, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, anything i mean, in blank screen for two hours would be a better movie than that probably. But, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- this is, yeah, uh, this is, I think one of the, uh, uh, the great things about your show. So,
1: um, I mean, I, I, I just uh, think that, like, yeah, when I was a kid, I remember hearing like really powerful testimonies and myself comparing them to, to their stories. Uh, but so many of them, uh, it was like 90% was before i met jesus and then the very end uh met christ and we're good now um <laughs> and uh i mean <laughs> i don't know like it was just like oh well uh all right um maybe yeah. maybe i'm missing something um <laughs> but but yeah so i think it comes from that place just uh i went I started a small group at my house years ago, um, and quite literally it was just where are you at in life? Where are you at with God? Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of saw a need to have like an open forum for discussions that might not happen in like a typical small group Bible study. Um and me coming from like a very, I guess you could say like chill, not crazy background. Um I really didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, because literally one of the first couple weeks, um, a couple friends like opened up about stuff that they'd experienced, like things that had been done to them. Um, that I was just like, Holy crap. Like I am not a therapist. Um, I'm not equipped to deal with this, you know? Um, and just like very messy stories, but very real. Um, and saw really saw a lot of healing come from, people being open. Um, mm-hmm. and there's always a balance of like it, not just being like, you know, heart vomit, you know, like, uh, yeah. like, uh, let's, let's focus on the fact that like, you know, healing, healing is possible. Um, and not just to, to blab about our, our issues. Uh, but yeah, I just saw a lot of power in being transparent like that. Um, had some friends see their need to go to counseling, um, and just, and get appropriate help. Um, but that was really eye opening for me because for one, I never had a response for anybody because I was just like, for one, I've never been there. Mm. For two, like there is nothing that you could say in this moment. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, you know, there're a bunch of people who love Jesus who just had still a lot of messes going on, and I mean, to be honest, I did too, and I still do because I'm a a person. Uh, not to justify anything, but at the same time, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not dead and made perfect yet. Like, you know, I'm, uh, I guess that that could be a, a debatable thing. Like I think we're like made perfect in the eyes of Christ. Um, but it's because of him, not because we've achieved something and m- been made good. Uh, yeah, we're being a saint five, man. so, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think there's a lot of value in, and being straight up and, like, being okay with stories that don't resolve, but uh, where healing has taken place, um, but we're still on that road. Yeah.
2: Calvin, did you have something? Oh, yeah. Like, um, our our testimonies, like Josh was saying, like, when you get to a place where, like, you know, I live like this, and then Jesus came, and then, like, then everything is great. Like he was saying, like, our our testimonies are (laughs) ever building because we're constantly in a place where we're constantly being renewed into the mind of christ we're constantly being changed conform to his image so on that path to like mirroring the image of christ like we're gonna bump our heads on the road like we're gonna stumble we're gonna fall we're gonna trip and like josh was saying is not to justify those things but far be it from us to believe that we're gonna just walk this thing out perfectly and never ever screw up from now to eternity like we have the grace of god that it encourages us to take those next steps we don't define ourselves no longer by our mistakes or our misnomers, but being whole, reconciled, and renewed in the righteousness of Christ. I guess if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I th- I think the most compelling stories to me are um I don't know, people that basically have this arc where they're just like, All right, was doing a lot of stupid crap and I was being a fool. Um, met Jesus, was completely changed by him then I fell further than even before. Um, but you know, like are still trekking along and have, uh, found a way to accept forgiveness for themselves. Um, because I know that's, that's one of the very easy, like subtle traps we fall into is like, we think that, um, I don't know, like our crap, like, I don't know, devalues the work that God did. Um, and that's one thing that I always come back to is like, no matter how sucky I am, like he's still, he's still good. Um, he still rescued me out of those pits, you know, um, but it's a continual process. Um, and I'm always going to be in need of him. Like, there's never going to be a point that I'm going to be like, all right, I can do this on my own. Um, uh, so it's just like a matter of waking up every day and recognizing that like, yeah, still not good enough. And that's, Totally okay because that's how it's, that's way you know, it's going it to really be. Is. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I, I mean, growing up in in church, I mean, this is one of the things that I have to fight. This is one of the things that gives me the cynicism that I have to fight against all the time. Um, <laughs> is I, I mean, I've seen so many people come out of addiction through Christ and then fall back into addiction, right? And so those yeah. those ever after happy ever after stories. I mean, they're just false, and, and, and the, because of the fact that they are false, they are not godly, uh, and, and so I feel like that's um, the uh, the whole, the gap, like I said, that the stories that you're bringing to light on your show is filling in. I think that that's, uh, it's a really great service, and it's a really great ministry um, that you guys are doing, and I, I think it's really cool that you think of it, and you approach it as a ministry. I think that that's uh, um, something I could probably learn from myself uh, as I pursue this one. So, um, um I know that Josh uh, has engagements. Uh, uh let us how do we find out about your show? Where do we go to uh find
1: it? Where do we go to learn about it? Um I Um we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, um Feedly, SoundCloud, iTunes. All that stuff um on the contact page on our website, you can sign up for the weekly email mailing list promise not to spam anybody with that (laughs) um but but yeah so on the website though we have uh podcast resources um have like 10 up right now basically small group discussion questions to accompany the, the episodes um but plan on making more of those um a few short films um the episodes and uh yeah working on stuff continually so this coming year hoping to expand some stuff more awesome
0: and so Calvin you're up in Detroit um, take care of yourself up there <laughs> um, and Josh you're in Pennsylvania farther away from me but but still in Pennsylvania you take care of yourself thanks guys for showing up on my show and uh, and thanks for um, uh, what you do I think it really is is a terrific thing I'm so happy that Chris um alerted me to your existence i think it was uh it was it was really uh a real blessing for me personally so i very much appreciate it yeah well thanks man Thank yeah
1: appreciate it a bunch thanks for having us on it was it was different being on the uh on this side of things isn't it <laughs> it's
2: yeah. a totally different experience <laughs> so. all right no doubt about it